Can we? Right. right. Hello, Hello everyone. everyone, welcome, welcome to, to the, the uh, oh, check-in check check. Is, is it up? up? No, no. Ah, ah, now, now it's up. up. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to be previous, then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Um, so, so with, with Hello and welcome, welcome to See You Next Tuesday's Christmas, I was, was going to say special, special, but it isn't. Yeah, let's be honest. Let's be honest. There's nothing special about this Christmas, is it? It's just a mess again, uh, uh, anyone that's listening, and apologies, we've not had time, time to prepare notes or anything because I've been trying to reset up the, uh, all the settings and stuff, so it's, it's, we'll just have to play it by ear this time. Anyway, we know where we've got to start, refereeing. So, yeah, absolutely. Who wants to take it on this one? Well, I'll start you off if you want, because I've been a bit... Uh, Pessimistic about the referee in this this year. Uh, it started off really well, but over the last three, four weeks, maybe five weeks, started to deteriorate, and it culminated in what can only be described as a debacle in a Liverpool game uh, at the weekend. Uh, there was crazy, crazy decisions made between referees and VAR over some really strange incidents in the uh, Liverpool-Tottenham game. First of all, there was a tackle by England's captain, Harry Kane, that I think we'd all agree, and every other pundit agrees, was an automatic red card. Now, the referee never gave the red card, he gave a yellow VAR never got involved. They must have looked at it. But yeah, everyone, could, everyone could see it was a clear red card. That was the first instance. Then there was an incident with uh, with Jota, who took on a man, stood still, and got barged down in the area. Everyone saying, and everyone knew, definite penalty. VAR never got involved again, and the penalty wasn't given. Well, the, the worst part about them, them two decisions that I'm going on, and don't get me wrong, I'm no big Liverpool fan, but what, what happened was the referee's statements uh, after the game about if uh, Robwell had been standing and he'd have caught him, he would, have been, he would have been sent off. What a stupid thing to say. He'd been an ambulance if he never, if he did, as far as it being planted. Exactly. It was a disgraceful decision. And then the children one, he seemed to say, uh, if you know, he stood still and was looking for it. I don't care whether he was looking for it or not. If you're taken out in the penalty area, which he was, it's a penalty. I just couldn't understand them decisions. Well, let's go back over them. The Robo one, and if the foul, his red card, I don't think anybody can, I don't know anyone's got any real argument. It is one of those, it's an orange, sometimes they're given as yellow, sometimes they're given as red, and nobody argues either way. It's one of those. I thought it was a red card. I would give it as red. I forget to give him a red. No, I agree with you. For me, it was red. 
it, it was, was a stupid yeah. challenge. He said, said come, come out and said, said apologise, he shouldn't have done it and all that. So, not, not a problem. problem. But, but like, like I said, in, in some matches, matches you have seen them wear, because it's, it's not actually hurting anybody. It's just, just tripping him up, basically. And just taking his legs out from under him like you do when you're tripping someone up. So, so I, I have seen, seen those given as yellows that I would personally give it as a red. So, so no, no argument that one. But, but and, and he, he had just been kicked, kicked in the head, head as well. You've got to remember, he had just taken a blow to the head. So, you know, you, you don't, don't know how, whether he was angry or not. So, so he, he might have deliberately gone out, out to take him out because he just... I think he just got him. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm saying that was probably a revenge, in which case it would make it a definite red. Because retaliation is a definite red. So, not a problem. I'm just, I'm just sorry, sorry, I'm just trying, trying to explain my thought, thought you know, know why I'm, I'm saying that I would, would have leaned towards red rather than the yellow. yellow. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway, the one, one on him, though, if, there's no, no question it's a red. red. It's high, studs showing, he's, he's gone, gone straight, straight through, through. He's, he's nowhere near the ball, no matter what he said. And no matter what, I've read someone on the Liverpool site even defending him. Saying it in real time, I'm sorry, but you're lying. If you, if you didn't see that, that straight away, yeah. if, if you, you didn't, didn't see that straight, straight away and think that's, that's a red card all day long, you, you know, you just looked at him and went, Jesus Christ, he's lucky he jumped out of the way. And that, that's, that's what, what I yeah. thought from, from the first moment. moment. And, and I'm sorry, sorry, but I don't believe anybody in the game of the Spurs fans thought anything else. And I'm sorry, I don't believe that guy who's posted on there is anything other than the Spurs fans trolling. I don't believe it. There's no way anybody could see that incident and not think immediately, Kane's got to go. Has to. Absolutely not. Trish, can I just ask you, were there, right, the conspiracy theory that Cody's England captain? Yeah, that's, that was yeah, there, he, it wasn't. It wasn't there forced upon the referee. A bit of leeway because he is the England yeah. captain. Do you think that's, that's possible that, that that could happen? Yeah, 100%. Well, look what they did with Alan Shearer when he stamped on Neil Lennon's head. Yeah,まだね。いや、サリ、いつかずに勝てて、ガードアウェイ。あの、ペタリテクショナルですね。ペタリテクショナル。ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっ
for their decisions. So it makes it more difficult for them. But I'm sorry, but I don't believe that anybody in VAR could watch that in video over and over again could not see it as a red card unless they deliberately choose not to. There's just no way. There's no way that's a mistake. You cannot look at that challenge if you are... Anybody who has any knowledge of the laws of the game of football and look at it and say, nah, that's only me, I love that one. There's no way. So it's a deliberate choice. How did you see that, Deeps? How did you see the incident? Or have you seen the incident? I'm actually watching it right now, Willie. All right. I'll get back to you in a minute. I'll get back to you in a minute. But one thing that I don't think is acceptable is the VAR not actually even considering not just in this game in general most of the incidents and then the bo- refereeing body coming out with the honestly useless and horrible excuses for the referees because it's easier it's easier for us to accept that okay the referees missed it or didn't see how hard it was or how mm, conflicting it was, how dangerous it was in real time. Okay, it's just one, it just happens in a moment, maybe they missed it, but to have the access to all the ang- camera angles and then come out with those excuses is just unacceptable, I think. That's it's almost crime against fo- no, no, I think it's corruption. crime against football fans. Hmm. It's corruption because they're covering it up. The minute you start covering things up, it becomes corruption rather than a, you know, a mistake. Because now you're deliberately defending, you know, you're covering up a, a mistake. Become, then becomes an issue. It's not so much the mistake that's the problem. It's a bit like what happened in Hillsborough. It's not so much the fact that what happened happened. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm not trying to say it isn't. But the worst part of it was the way they lied and covered it up and tried to protect you know, tried to shame-of-the-victims-rather-than-you-know-just-coming-out-and-saying-shit-we-made-a-complete-and-that's-a-bullshit-and-you-know-what-what-they-should-have-is-apologised-and-this-is-exactly-the-same-thing-you've-got-to
Jürgen Klopp's reaction. Yeah. And the referee's reaction to Jürgen Klopp. He seemed to take an instant dislike to Jürgen Klopp. Jürgen was backing his man, obviously. He was not happy about the decision. I don't think anyone was. But the referee then ended up having uh, an argument with Klopp and ended up booking This is a bit later, of course. But did you think it had something to do with uh, his dislike of Klopp? Whether it's because he's so vociferous and he shouts a lot on the thing and will tell you if he thinks you're wrong, he'll tell you. Do you think that could have something to do with the, the, the way the referee acted? No, no, I, I thought, thought it was just because he's an American prick who thought he knew he'd done it wrong, got the decision wrong, and delib- knew he'd done it, and then he absolutely 100% knew, and he just didn't like being told so. Because that's when you react like that, you start being an arsehole, because you know you're in the wrong, but you can't back down, because then you're accepting you're in the wrong, you know what I mean? Because Klopp was livid, wasn't he? Rightfully so, he was absolutely livid, and... You know, you can't have your players getting that sort of injury. Well, just, I imagine this time of year, but, you, you know, players are coming thick and fast, and suddenly you're down one of your, you know, one of your key players, you're just coming into form as well. I haven't heard anyone say that the referee might have got it wrong or the beer. Everyone's been up in arms, whether it be pundits, whether it be uh, presenters on the football shows, ex-referees, You've all decried it. I'm just wondering what's going to happen to the referee. Because they're in charge of themselves. And, and that's, that's where, where the problem lies. lies. That's, that's why, why you've got, got the... I mean, the Jotter incident is another one. It's so blatant and obvious that, like, a guy who's in control of the ball, it's not... He hasn't dangled his leg out to make contact where there wouldn't be contact. He's in control of the ball and he stops. You know, he lost control and took him out. It wasn't a dangerous tackle, but he just barged him, knocked him right on there. And he, 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 was, he was off balance and couldn't recover. And it was a clear penalty, wasn't it? I think everyone knows that was a clear penalty. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean there's, there's, there's not really an argument about it. No, but, you know, things affect... Uh, we've all talked about the way uh, incidents can affect football uh, matches. You know, if Kane gets sent off there, going back to the Kane incident, Liverpool will win that game, don't they? Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a walkover, isn't it? I think it would have been a walkover anyway, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they can determine seasons, they can determine matches, they can determine uh, managers' futures. You know, they've got to get them sort of decisions right, haven't they? That, you know, it's just not on. But it's not even a difficult one, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, if if you get it, you know, if it's a difficult one, you accept that, like, you know, they make a mistake. I mean, you know, but that that Kane one, it was so blatant and obvious. 
you, you, yeah. there's just no argument about it, is there really? No, no, absolutely not. And I uh, pointed out to you on the, uh, yeah, I know you'd already seen it, the Edison one oh, on, yeah. uh, on Fraser, when he done basically the same thing that happened with Johnson, he took the player out. He took Fraser, Fraser out. And no, no, no penalty given. You can't have decisions like that going for uh, any team, you know what I mean? It's just not. It's bad, bad refereeing, and they need to get sorted right away. Well, I mean, there's no reason for the for them not to fix. I mean, it wasn't like it had affected the result. Newcastle were getting a hiding anyway. Yeah. It was only yeah, going yeah. to be how much of a hiding they got was the only difference it was going to make. So, you know, it doesn't affect the result, but that's not the point. Um, it's it's not a difficult no. decision. Again, I've heard people saying some of the ridiculous comments about, oh, the ball wasn't there for him. You know, he wasn't getting the ball. It doesn't matter. There's nothing about, you know, there's nothing to do with that. No. If somebody drags someone by the shirt 20 yards away from the ball, is that a pullback? Is that a foul? Yeah, because it's a foul. It doesn't matter where the ball is or if he's got control. If somebody punches someone off the ball, does that count? Not count as a foul now because he didn't have control of the ball. Is that what yeah. we're saying? Because that's, that's what they what seem to be saying. Yeah, yeah. It's a ludicrous thing. It's just defending the indefensible, isn't it? See, I thought it was a very good game, actually. Very, not for the neutral. It was a really entertaining game to watch. But all the after-match talk was about the refereeing rather than the, you know, the game, which was a very passionate, good game, you know what I mean? But it, it's, it's just things that are wrong that have got to be put right. And VAR are doing themselves no favours whatsoever, are they? I, I just don't understand how you can possibly have a VAR system that can't see that. Just no, no, that's just silly. It is silly. It, that's why I'm saying it, it becomes match fixing when they're not seeing things like that. When they're not, when well, no, when they're missing something that's like fifty-fifty, and you're thinking, is it or isn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah, you can understand they're not sure, and they just say, well, we'll go with the on-field referee. I'm fine with that. But yeah. when it's a decision like that, at the very least, you've got to tell the referee to go and have a look at that. At the very, very least. That's if you're, you know, that's if you're, you know, pushing it a bit. You're trying to cut. You, yeah. know, you don't really want to put your oar in like but if they're not if they're not prepared to actually overturn decisions that are clearly wrong then we may as well just fucking scrap the AR it's not, it it's not working but, anyway it's shit let's be honest but see, to be fair it shouldn't have even gone to the AR the no. referee wasn't a man away was he he could see what happened he didn't everyone on the ground has seen what happened he shouldn't have even been a bone of contention he should have been off straight away only one card could have been played then. That was a red one. Yeah, unless you're Tierney. Mm. It's unbelievable yeah. how that decision come about. I mean, you can't it's just. There is no way of defending the referee on that, or the, no. or the either referee. You know, the one in VAR either. I, I just. I mean, surely the technicians sat there should be saying to him. Have you seen, you know, when the VAR guy is saying, I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to let that go. Surely they should be saying to him, have you fucking looked at this? Have another yeah, look. Go and have a look. Have another look. Yeah. 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 They, you know, but you I'm saying it's to VAR. It's just, just no way. I mean, uh, and but the cover-up's the worst thing about it. That's yeah, what really yeah, I agree with you. 
That is what really pisses me off. If they come out and say, oh, yeah, shit, you know, we should have seen that. Referee's got to be, we've got to give him a talent, you know, we've got to give him a talking to, he's got to do better. We can't have that. But, you know, this, just, there's just no excusing what happened there. With both those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And as I say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not biased against Liverpool. I know people will say I am. But, you know, they got, they got really shafted there, didn't they? And as I said before, if Kane goes off and they're down to 10 men, they're not good enough to hold Liverpool. No, that's, a, that's, you know, that's a simple... Well, they're, they're the best they'd have been hoping for, really, then, if Kane goes off, is it, is it hold on to a point you know, it, but it would be a holding on for a point for the entire 90 minutes, wouldn't it? Well, whatever. Of course it would have, yeah. yeah. There's no way. You know, and even then, you can't see it. They were, they weren't good defensively. You can't see them being able to defend the lead. No, no. Ah, but, you know, it's... I'd like to say it's water under the bridge. <laughs> I'm still struggling to write the review. I just can't think of a way to put it politely no no it's uh, I think but I think everyone's condemned him haven't they you know uh, the likes uh, the pundits the, uh, the even the Tim McCallagher said it was a red card and, and he defends referees all the time and you know it was just a stupid stupid decision ah, it's a terrible decision but you know I the, the problem is nothing's going to change. They'll be making these same stupid decisions next week as well, and or whenever the next games are played. Because like, let's face it, we don't know when they're played. The problem I have is this isn't the first time Kane's got the benefit of a ridiculous decision that they've then explained away afterwards, yeah. the PGMOL, against Liverpool. And that's when it starts to feel like a conspiracy, like they're against you. Because they're going to keep doing this, and it is always Kane as well against Liverpool. That's the thing. It's they're the ones. It's always when Tottenham are playing Liverpool. Why is that? That they make really these ridiculous. Miss. You know, because remember the last one when he scored, he was clearly miles offside. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. said he wasn't offside because somebody else got a toe to the ball when it was going through, but he was already offside before he got a toe to it. So it should have been called before the you know before that happened. Yeah, that's when you get trouble trouble starting when uh, things like that happen, you know. Uh, it's just totally wrong, and it's got to be put right. But I don't trust them, the officials or VAR or anyone to do anything about it, because I've lost all faith in the refereeing system. And You've got to scrap PGMOL. That's the only answer that can be. You've got to start again, find some other way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying it all along that they're the problem. So, but, like, it's, it's getting uh, worse. I know. I totally agree with you, Trish. And I just don't see any any way you can come back. I mean, Mike Riley's just a joke. Oh, what's Deeps doing? What's that? Deeps is deep getting a tickle there or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're going to have sex, can you turn the mic off first? 
Johnny Billy will get jealous if otherwise. Yeah. Oh, I'm a very jealous guy, actually. Well, it's been like 40 <laughs> years since his last one, so... Hate <laughs> to, say, hate to say, say this twist now that we're almost 30 minutes into it, but you actually didn't even introduce any of us. Yeah, well, now. yeah, you, you know, your household names now, Deep. You, no one yeah. needs to be introduced. Actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it is only Seamus and, and Billy, so sorry. Apologies for those listening. We've got Seamus O'Deeps and Billy today. Sport Billy. Uh oh, I'm me. Billy Jeans. Who am I? <laughs> Seamus O'Deeps and Billy Jeans. He can't wear jeans at his age. <laughs> Old people aren't allowed to wear jeans. It's just wrong. They are, you know. No, God. You're no. just ages. Right, what else are we going for today? Well, so far, the only thing we figured out to it, because obviously this is a bit bit rushed for time because of the uh, setup issues, uh, was we were going to talk about whether they should do a break. Yeah. For COVID, uh, you know, for this COVID thing. See, it's going to be a, uh, a bit of a, a debacle, isn't it? It's going to be games cancelled, fans still travelling. They're cancelling them as the, see, as the supporters are travelling, which isn't them, the expense they're going to. And, you know, I'd I prefer a break, I'll be honest with you, I would. Let people regroup. If they want to close down, it shouldn't be closed down anyway, as far as I'm concerned. Because there's, it's not as bad as what people are saying, uh, this new variant, the Omicron. No, it just spreads um, it, It's transmissible, but the, the effects of it aren't that bad, especially if you're vaccinated. So hopefully they're going to uh, get off the fence, this government and the authorities in football and they're going to make a decision of whether they're going to play the, play the games or they're going to uh, have a break well the big problem they've got is the isolation thing you know they've got yeah. everyone's anyone who's been in contact with someone with this weak version is having to isolate which is ridiculous just the first thing that should be done is let's scrap that and just get on with it because it's not going away anyway. So you know, when most people are vaccinated, and those that haven't got vaccinated have chosen not to get vaccinated. So surely it's up to them. And let's just get on with it now, because we can't keep just living like this. Lock lockdowns killing millions around the world out of starvation. Every time they do yeah. something like that, it has yeah. to. We have to get back to normal and live with it. I mean, we just we. They had this with the, you know, when the Spanish flu swept around after World War One. They had people, you know, telling people to wear masks and stuff. It didn't work then because it doesn't work. Masks do not stop a virus. I mean, why are we even? You know, half these rules are just nonsense. They're just there to to seem like they're doing something. Yeah. Right. What would but, you, what would you say about the passport then? About the vaccination passport to let anyone in. Who has, has got uh, his vaccination tickets? Why? What difference does it make whether the vaccine is up to them? Well, it means that they're not going to get ill with the uh, Omicron. If you 90, 90% or 90 something percent, the uh, people who have got the, 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 the triple jab do not contact them. Uh, 
Yeah, but even those that haven't got the triple jab aren't getting ill with it. It's a cold, you know what I mean? That's the whole point, is they're <coughs> testing positive, but all they're getting is a slight cold. So, it's one of those things where yeah. it's just, this is just a, you know, just a panic attack over nothing, because they just like, they just seem to want to be, I don't know, it feels like they're just kind of putting on more, you know, more power grabs, this. Like in Australia, where those provinces in Australia, areas in Australia, where they had like a um, a nightly curfew for, for during the early bit for no reason that I can understand. Because what difference does a curfew make? It no, doesn't, no, no. you know, it doesn't go around only at night, so it's not going to stop it spreading anymore. It's they just haven't got a clue what they're doing, so they're making up the rules as they go along, and and it's just become a nonsense now. I mean, the, but I have a problem with having a break because they've got no right. idea how long it's going to take to to sweep through the country anyway. And if they start no. having everybody, if you have a break and people aren't in mixing in together, it's going to take longer. Can take that. That some clubs would take advantage of the situation. Well, clearly Where are. If, they, if they've got three or four players injured, or well, look at Man City. Well, they clearly took advantage of it. They've got a huge squad. They didn't need to have a you know have a break. But when they were having a bad run, they had a game called off. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying it. Uh, do you think they are taking yes. advantage? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think so. I, I'm one hundred percent positive City cheated to get that break because right. they hit a bad right. you know they hit a bad patch let's just get a game call you know let's get a break and get ourselves sorted and that and it, you know you only have to look at Spears I mean I've seen people say you know the Spears fans claiming oh yeah but our players were tired because they'd had coat bollocks they'd had two weeks off virtually they'd had a bloody holiday yeah yeah it's uh, people are always going to look on that side aren't they uh, because of things that have gone on in the past and I don't know whether teams are taking advantage. I'm not sure on the city one, to be honest with you. But uh, what I'm saying is, if you're a team in a relegation struggle and you've got a couple of injuries, mm. are you going to say, uh, oh no, is there any proof that you've got to have for to but show the FA that these people... Test. Yeah, yeah. But... How well is it police? Yeah, how do you know it's their tests? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and anyway, the the testing's so fucking crap. You know, it's not it's not that good. How how do we know it's they've got the right results anyway? Yeah, yeah, it's a very difficult one. I can see the people's concerns are, but you know, all the pubs are open uh, still, so yeah. you know they're not not that concerned are they? Otherwise, they close everywhere down. Well, I know it's a financial matter, but exactly. They've said, you know, in like in Scotland where they've said, we'll uh, we'll shut down after Christmas. Well, what fucking good is that? It's either if it's either that bad, you need to shut down immediately, or yeah. you get on with it. It's not that bad. Which is it? It yeah, can't be both. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with it's, that. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, they need to change. You know, they need to really sort. They've got to rethink this whole thing. It's, we can't keep going on like this. It's got. It's time at some point has got to come where we just get on with life. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Uh, you know, they're talking about a new way is going to come. They're having a fourth uh, booster jab in places. Yeah, exactly. Now, 
And it's going to be one after the other, isn't it? It's going to be... This is the Omicron. A few months. You'll be able yeah, to have there'll, a be a, there'll be another one, another variant. And it won't, and as you say, it won't make any difference because it's a virus that's mutated, so it's not the same... You know, you're not having the booster for the same for, for the same virus that you know that's now going round, so it's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, I can see why people think exactly think why that. it annoys me with the flu jab. More people die from having a flu jab than die from flu every year. But I have my Yeah, but like, you know, they panic it they force people into doing it, panic them into doing it, they they frighten them into having it when there's actually no real reason to have one. Yes, you might catch flu, you know, you're taking a risk. If you don't have it you you're taking a risk you might catch flu. But if you have it you're taking a risk that you might you might catch flu still anyway because it's a different version of the virus than the one that you're being um in you know, vaccinated for. It's not the same it's mutated, just like COVID's doing. So they're constantly finding that the va- the vaccine doesn't work now. But, I mean, right. this is what I don't understand. Why are we having a booster, the the, the vaccine that's now no no longer effective? It, it needs to be a different vaccine, surely. If that's the how's it, how's it going to affect us uh, the way uh, it affects uh, Championship clubs, League One and Two. Um, Operates on a week-to-week basis at times with financial uh, restraints they've got. Players have still got to be played. Rates have got to be paid. Exactly. Uh, they, they can't that's going to really affect them. They can't survive. No, they, they last time they only survived. I mean, well, apart from Derby County, who were obviously been cheating so so much financially that they they got themselves they were in shit already. But apart yeah. from that, like most of them, they, the only reason they survived really was because they they got handouts from the government and the Premier League. So yeah, they yeah. can't do that every time. I mean, they can't no, they keep can't. doing it. Because you know, yeah, the Premier League's going to be losing money as well if this keeps happening. They, you've got to get on with it at some point. I mean, it's been two years of this shit. You can't just no, keep yeah. doing it. I mean, it's, no, I, I don't know the answer to it. I know what you're saying the answer is just to carry on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure yeah. on that. Well, but I can see, certainly see your point. Well, when it all started, what they told us was this is what the experts said before they before they discovered you know before they realised they could make billions out of having a a vaccine. You know, before they realised how much they could make out of having a vaccine that doesn't really work that well, so we can just boost it every six months or three months now. Some of them are saying. Yeah, so before they, they you know, before they realised how much they could stand to make, their expert opinion was the only way to deal with it long term was herd immunity. I'm not saying that's what I think. I'm saying that's what the experts were saying at the beginning. Yeah. As soon as they realised how much money was in the vaccine, that suddenly changed. Those say, you know, the experts were suddenly saying, oh no, 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 herd immunity isn't the way to go. We need to get everyone vaccinated and that. Sorry, but it just doesn't work. The only, they, every study show that's been done on it has shown that um, natural antibodies are better than the vaccine. You know, get, having caught it, you're safer than if you've had the vaccine. Yeah. So you know, you've got to you, you can't just keep giving you know get going on with like this. At some point, we've got to say enough's enough. I mean, all I the people are benefiting is Big Pharma. Let's be honest, these Glaxo Welcome and all these, whoever the ones are that, that are producing these vaccines, they're the only ones that are benefiting right now. They're, as soon as this Omicron uh, variant got announced, their share prices went through the roof. 
<laughs> everything else, every other every other share price on the stock market nosedived. But people like Glaxo Welcome and all these others, you know, all these ones that make the the vaccine, whoever they are, I can't remember. Pfizer, yeah. Pfizer, that's it. People like that, theirs shot through, absolutely shot up. It's the corruption again, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> you know, we just talked about corruption in football. Yeah. It does, it, certainly in politics, we know that. Uh, and we'll just have to see how that goes, really, because I can see a lot of games over the holiday period uh, being cancelled. Well, I just hope they, yeah, I just hope they do it uh, in, you know, a, a, a good manner and stop people travelling before. Do the te- either the game's going to go ahead or it's not going to go ahead the day before. I think they've got to make the decisions to so stop people travelling. If you're if you've got two kids and you want to go and watch, uh, say, Liverpool against Leeds or whatever, and you try to travel and you buy your seats and you don't want the expense of uh, of doing that and, tra- and travelling for it to be called off like happened at the weekend. I mean, you're halfway there, you know. Just uh, hope they do it with a bit of dignity and a bit of planning and say, you know, don't travel. We're not going to be playing this game. Or the game is definitely going up ahead. Yeah, that, that's the other thing, is it definitely, they have to, they have to think of a way to, do, you know, to get this out ahead of the call-offs, you know, so people are yeah. travelling too early and stuff. Yeah, especially the long travellers where you're coming from London to Newcastle or, or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, exactly. If you're travelling up to New... Any team travelling to Newcastle pretty much in the... You know, is travelling a bit of a distance these days in the Premier League because there isn't any local teams to them, is there now? No, no. So, uh, you know, that, that has got to be sorted out. But, as I say, I don't think it's going to be any time soon they're going to sort it out. Just over the next few weeks, I mean... I think it's going to be disruption right through the uh, Premier League and most of the leagues. And I think some clubs are going to find it really difficult to survive over the period. As far as That's concerned. the worrying thing is there's clubs in real trouble for money that are just going to get in worse trouble. And we could end up seeing quite a few collapse because you know, yeah, nobody's yeah. going to be bailing them out. There's not going to be any furlough for workers and that, is there this time? No, I don't think so. Ah, it's... Yeah, it's a really worrying time for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, what's your, uh, what's your thoughts on Ferran Torres signing for Barcelona, Trust? That's a good one, yeah. That, um, it's a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? I mean, he seemed to be their only their only striking option, and yet all of a sudden he's been, you know, he had an injury and then he just never got back in the team, did he, after returning to fitness, which is odd. No, he I think he's a better player than Jesus himself. Yeah, I'm not Jesus. Well, he, he scores goals as well. Yeah, yeah. It surprised me that I come around the blue for me, and, you know, that he's going to go, unless he's he actually to said yeah, he wants no, to he go back to, to Yeah, he wanted back to go. To Spain. Well, it wasn't bothered. It wasn't so much Spain. He just wanted to get out. He wanted to go and play. He wasn't oh, right, being okay. left on the bench. I mean, would you? And let's be honest, he's playing Phil Foden, who's a drunken bum, and Jack Grealish, who's a drunken bum ahead of him, <laughs> while he's training ours and putting himself, you know, putting in the effort, and these two pricks are getting in ahead of him. I wouldn't want to stay there. Well, that's another bone of contention, is not it? Come up over the weekend, you know. Uh, Foden, in a life, 
and uh, no, comes across as a nice guy. Uh, yeah, I think he comes comes across as a very nice guy, but I'm very talented. We, we all know he's he's super talented, but he had the problem with Green with Greenwood at the England camp, didn't he? Uh, Bowden. and yes. now he, he's had this trouble with uh, going on a night out and not being fit. Basically, he was still drunk when he turned up to training. And Pep, no, uh, all good, all good by every year. He disciplined them. Well, Pep had uh, Ronaldinho with the same problem, and he got rid of him. So right, I can't yeah. see him putting up with this because it it disrupts the rest of the squad. But you've got to remember, this isn't the first touch, particularly, particularly with um. Jack yeah, this is. I mean, there was lots covered up when he was at Villa. Yeah, yeah, there was. Lots covered up. They were paying off people left, right and centre to keep things hushed up with Grealish because of the uh, trouble he was in. Everyone, know, you know, everyone knows about it, but, you know, how can you prove it? You would think that a, a club of Man City's stature would uh, go into you know, a signing and go into his background and all that and think, hang on, this might be a bit of a... Bit of a bad buy for 100 million, wouldn't you? Well, that, that's the thing. It's, you know, not only is he not good enough, really, in my opinion, I don't think he's that special a player anyway. I don't understand what they saw in him in that, so, you know, on that respect. But his personality, his off-field, you know, attitude and the way he gets in, the way he asses about and gets into trouble and stuff, you know, it's kind of thing. I mean, surely you think they'd learn their lesson from Benjamin Mendy. There was whispers about him before he signed being a bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it wasn't like, I mean, nobody was saying he was a rapist, let's be honest. They were saying, but they were saying he was a bit of a problem. You know what I mean? He was a bit of, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's not a guy you'd want to, you know, you'd want around you. You know, he's a bit of a playboy and that, that kind of thing, you know. And uh, there was a lot of issues. And he from the moment he got there, he's been, you know, there's been problems with him at City. Do you think Crap would say, you know, this is, we don't need another problem child? Yeah, yeah. Because they, uh, they feed you know. off each other. And that's why he got rid of, I mean, that's why he got rid of Ronaldinho, because he was feeding, you know, people like Messi were, were lit, take, you know, hanging off him. And it was exactly the same, it was exactly the same with, um, you know, ex- exactly the same now. They brought in, Foden's already got, having a few issues. Why would you bring in a bad influence around him in Grealish? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I understand that, yeah, 100%. It does seem extremely stupid, and I don't understand the thinking, especially when you're paying that amount of money. I know City can afford it, but even so, they don't need him. That was the other thing, they didn't need him. He's probably the one play, you know, the one position they've got so many players for. They didn't need a signing in that position. They needed a central striker. Forward, yeah, the yeah, centre forward. Yeah. yeah I mean, why did they buy? I just, just it. And the more you think about it, the more stupid it becomes. But like, yeah, yeah, To be fair, Pep's never been, in my opinion, anyway. I think it's always been his weaknesses, his transfer policy. It was awful. Right. Do you remember at Barcelona where he swapped um, Samuel Eto'o, one of the best strikers in the world, for? For Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and was it sixty million, something like that, something ridiculous like that? Yeah, they so they paid something like sixty million and Samuel Eto'o. I think it was sixty million. You might mean euros rather than pounds, though. And Samuel Eto'o for Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who doesn't even play slightly the same way as Pep likes to play. 
even. Yeah, yeah. So it, it didn't yeah. even make sense from the fact that like he's a good player, you could see how he'd fit into this to the Barcelona system. And Etu had been, you know, Etu had cleaned up his act, was working really hard. He was desperately trying to impress himself on Pep. He, you know, he, the, the rest of the squad had actually begged, uh, begged Pep to keep him the season before when he was going to sell him the season before because of how well he'd worked and how, you know, how much he was trying and how well liked he was and how he was, he was clean, you know, he cleaned up his act and he was working on because he was one of the ones that was, uh, you know. He got a bit led astray with Ronaldinho and that, you know, out partying and that. But he'd started working hard, you know. You saw what he did with Inter Milan after they, you know, after the swap, winning the Champions yeah. League, playing on the wing for Mourinho, and he was tracking back. He was, you know, he was brilliant for them. He was probably the key player when they won it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, so yeah, and he goes to Bayern and he t- he takes over the best team in the world and he turns it into the best team in Germany. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's not, you know, it's it's not like they had a lot of competition in Germany at the time, really, because everybody else was pretty no. much bankrupt. So, yeah. yeah, and then he's come to City and he's just spe- he spent, what, half a billion, something like that, on a defence alone, before he could yeah. even get... Full-backs alone, you mean? Sorry? On fullbacks alone, half a million and f- half a billion and fullbacks alone. <laughs> yeah. Was it just fullbacks? Right backs it? and left backs. Really? Was it just that? I didn't realise it was just that. I thought it was the whole defence. My God, that's, that's even worse, isn't it? <laughs> oh, oh, come on! It was just me trying to say most of the funds on defence oh. is actually spent on fullbacks. Yeah, he does spend. He does buy a lot of fullbacks, but then like he doesn't seem to understand what a fullback does, does he? <laughs> Otherwise, Kyle Walker wouldn't still be first choice. But, you know, I suppose. Any other that, that's his. That's his policy. Just buy too many. If you buy enough players, eventually you will get one of them, right? Yeah, one good one. Yeah, yeah. get one good one. Uh, he struggled to do it, like. Though. <laughs> I mean, how many defenders did he buy before he got a decent centre back? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did buy Laporte. <laughs> he yeah, did buy Laporte I mean. as I well. Talking about so. Laporte, I, I mean, before that, he yeah, played like John Stones. If we're, let's be honest, he's not. Good yeah. So. But he's probably the best defender Billy has seen put on a blue shirt for Everton in a long while. I, I think he's got flaws in this game, but. I think he's a good lad. I think he. Uh, but he can't defend. He's got good attributes. So he, he makes uh, has brain parts, and he, if he cut that out of his game, he'd be a top quality centre half. No, he can't defend. He's positionally awful. Slightly. I think he's okay. No, oh, I don't rate him at all. I'm sorry. I don't think he's a defender. He's a midfielder playing in defence. He's another one of those where he's there because he's good on the ball. He is good on the ball. That's why I like awful him. Awful defending. He can't. He's got no positional sense. He, he makes. Uh, he makes Tyrone Mings look like a good defender. <laughs> no, it's just not for me at all. I'm really not a fan of him at all. I don't. Not as a defender. Very good no. on the ball, and I can see why Pet likes him. But yeah, yeah. No, if they, if he was playing for somebody else, he'd be destroyed every week because he just can't defend well enough. I tell you what, oh, the, the, I tell you what, we could talk about next. Not just that, Chris. Hmm? Not just that. If he was playing alongside someone else rather than Ruben Diaz, who can yeah. guide him through games, he would be getting destroyed like he was before. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it's even game. for Pep. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. He's, he's just not a good defender. He's, he's a good player, as in a good footballer. He's not a good defender, and he's playing in defence, so that means he's not a good. He's not good at what he does, unfortunately. But I was going to say, I know what we can do. Talk think, about. Sorry. Oh, just before we move on, do you think City are now going to go after another attacker? Because yeah. surely they need somebody. Just well, have to replace Torres, they just need they? bodies, yeah. So maybe back in for Kane. Would you go after Kane no. the way he's playing? He was bloody awful against Liverpool. He missed so many. It's not. It's not about you or me. Do you think Pep would? Yeah, because Pep is quite stubborn. When he wants someone, he mm. does want someone. I think he'd go in for someone, but really, I really don't know. Or never clue is going to look on. I think. I think a better option would, in my view, a better option would be uh, going after someone who who is a bit younger. Maybe Dusan Blahovic. From Fiorentina, or yeah, much better even Alexander you. Isaac from oh, I, Isaac I from Sociedad. Oh, Calvert Lewin. How about Calvert Lewin? No, we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, if one. if he didn't have, yeah, but if he didn't have his injury issues right now, then yeah. maybe it would have yeah, been out. Yeah. All joking aside, yeah, if he was, but I don't think he'd go for him because I think he would. He would be amazing because City have so many players who can cross the ball, yeah, put the ball in, and. Pep we can Pep made that, you know, up for something different. Won't go for a player like that now because he got bit once with his Zlatan Ibrahimovic thing. I think he thinks every player who's good in the air is now Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and he doesn't want to buy them. <laughs> he doesn't want to play the lumping game, does he? Certainly. Uh, well, he? but you know, there's nothing wrong with crossing the ball. Look at Jota scoring and Robin yeah, yeah. scoring against Spitz as well. Header. It doesn't. You don't have to be big lumps to get on a header if it's a good cross. No, you don't. It just has to be a good cross. And that's. Go on, Trish, what were you going to bring up there, mate? I was going to say about the uh, the Conference League, UA for Conference League match between Spurs and and Rennes, where it was, um, you know, when Spurs yeah, postponed yeah. it and they've awarded it as a victory to Rennes, which meant Spurs are out. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, has anybody got any reason? To think that that's a bad, uh, you know, a bad mistake, a bad call. Because I think, basically, I, I think, I think it's, the right it's not call. great, by the way. I think it's, I think it's not great. You know, if if they're going to they stop playing matches because of COVID, and now they're saying, well, we'll decide whether you deserve to be have your game cancelled. We don't think you did, but we're taking the the game off you. Now, is that fair? I don't think it is. But they had no. They hadn't met the criteria. They called off the game. You basically unilaterally. Oh right. So they never. They called it off because of COVID, didn't they? Yes, that was the. That was what they said. Yeah. Yeah, that was what they said. But I think it's something they it's a bit hard. They've got you know they like. You have to play the youth. But team, the issue what is. Was saying. Why couldn't they play? Why but the issue. Oh, go on. Sorry. Yeah, the issue right now is I think many clubs are either willingly or unwillingly taking, not following the protocols correctly because of, from both UEFA and even the Premier League, if you have if you have fourteen player, fourteen of your registered players who are, who test negative, then you the game should in theory be going on. Exactly. But nobody yeah. is actually following that. And what the issue is, and, yeah, for for Spurs and Rennes, the issue is they have 
as a rule they have to complete the game before december 30th or 31st now if uh, you just keep calling all your games off then how are you going to squeeze that game in between just like yeah. we're taking a break right now clubs like spurs manchester united they already have two three games they have to make up in this short while so if they take another mm-hmm. two three weeks off then it will be too ma- too many right. fixtures to be completed before the end of may yeah i can see that yeah, and then the players are going to get injured and and tired out but it's not just that the only thing I'm it, wasn't, is, it wasn't the number of positive tests that really had it postponed it was because of who had to who they said had to isolate because they'd been close contacts to them and they weren't vaccinated that was I'm just thinking that it could set a precedence that you know teams are going to really truly can't be the side are going to come under the same umbrella and be told that they're out of a competition could be Liverpool, could be uh, Manchester City, could be Man United. You're out of the competition because you can't be on the side. I didn't want to set a precedent, that's all I'm thinking. I'm doing it with Spurs. But they've set a precedent. They've told them what the rules are, and people are just um, trying to get them called off anyway, like Chelsea trying to get a game called off. They know they're supposed to have four. If they've got 14 players, you've got to play. That's the rules. They didn't meet the criteria and they still beg to have the game called off. It's like, what I have a problem with is why is it only for this kind of thing? Yet, like Leeds have a sent injury crisis and they're just told to get on with it if they've only got four, you know, they've got 13 players fit because of injuries. Why is that different from having 13 players fit because of COVID? Oh God, he's picking Sorry. something. What's he picking? Pizza? <laughs> Get on the phone, yes, I want that one. I want that he's one. <laughs> yeah, he's picking an outfit for his Christmas party. Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah. maybe he's I want that I'm one. I'm on my Christmas, Christmas Eve party. <laughs> I'm on my Christmas night out tonight, so uh, I'm going to have to love you and leave you, I'm afraid, guys. Okay, uh, mate, take care. Yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't stay a bit longer, but... Uh, the Moretti is calling me and uh, I'm going out for a nice few drinks. It was good to have you on, Bill. <laughs> okay, so thanks very right, much, Focus. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Deeps. See you later, Thanks. I will do. Thanks, See you later in yeah, Merry uh, Christmas. Please don't forget don't do your usual and log back in on here so we can hear what's going on. <laughs> We've already heard you having a pizza argument with your missus and stuff like that. So we don't really well, want to hear what's going on at your party, mate. That's all I'm saying. So Merry Christmas to you all, boys, and all the readers. So uh, thanks very much. I'll Take see care, you mate. shortly. See you Right, peeps. Just you and me then, Seamus. So we move on to... I was just going to say, the, the other one I was thinking is the Newcastle United complaining to the Premier League and demanding an explanation. For what exactly? For, uh, over refereeing decisions. Well, you know they were complaining about the head injury oh, yeah, yeah. against Liverpool and stuff like that. They're claiming that it's all against them. now. That they're, I think what they're saying is now we've been bought by Saudi Arabia, everyone's all on there, everyone's t- deliberately cheating us. That's what they're. I think that's what the suggestion is that they're making, because that's how it seems. That's how it's come across, anyway, to me. When you know, I mean, you look at it. That head injury. He wasn't holding his head until he looked up, looked around. 
then he started holding his head afterwards. He was fine. He wasn't touched in the head. There was nothing anywhere near him. He was just cheating to try and waste time, try and get the game stopped, because Liverpool were attacking. That's all. So you know, there's there's no you know there's no explanation needed over that. But they're including that as one of their their refereeing decisions that needs an explanation. And this is the problem is we know that the referees are terrible, and we know that they're. I was just gonna up. say. So I was just gonna say, even even on the most them. blatant, yeah, even on the most blatant of uh, offenses, they come out with ridiculous excuses. Mm. So there's yeah. no point demanding explanation because exactly they're not gonna give you the correct one anyways. Exactly. So what? what I mean, what's it gonna do? It's just gonna put the backs up of the uh, the PGMOL, isn't it? Really, and I don't see what they've done. I don't see how it's helped them. For me, if it was me, I would think that they need to now start lobbying to get a change in who runs the either who runs the PGMOL or to completely scrap it and have a new independent body take over referees and officials in which is or, what should have been done least, all along. Premier League, yeah, or at least have a body, have a different body that looks after the VAR. Surely, yeah, it's surely, it's Premier League with all the money. All the money the Premier League makes, surely they can employ uh, a few foreign retired um, referees, yeah. some of the ex-players and everything, mm. to just rule out yeah. the, at least rule out the conspiracy that it's uh, the manager that's the, sorry, it's the referee that supposed this club or it's mm. the referee yeah, that belongs exactly. to this part. It should never be. Just rule that out. You should never have, a, you know, like I keep saying, you should never have someone from Merseyside refereeing a, a game involving a Manchester club or a, or a, you know, a Merseyside club. You just can't. It's ridiculous. They shouldn't be. It's it's not fair on them. But to then put them in the VAR hub anyway, you know, as well, just to hide them in there instead. That's no better either. You've got to see. You've got to have some kind of outside people coming in. Why not have a panel of three people reviewing it? It's a video. Oh, review. you mean you mean you, one me, and Billy? Well, yeah, or well, whatever, you know. But I was thinking one ex-referee or you know, re, you know, current referee from another country. So it's not a. So they're not going to be beholden to the person they're dealing with. You know, they're not going to know, as in, like, you know, they're not going to feel like they're. Because what happens a lot of the time is it feels like. You've got a referee who's a senior referee refereeing the game, and the guy in VAR hub is one of the new guys who's just come in, who's the junior referee compared to them. So they're not going to tell them to overturn a decision because it's, in essence, it's a senior guy to him. You know what I mean? It's like telling your boss he's fucked up. Most people don't want to do that. It takes a strong person to tell them that they've made a mistake, doesn't it? Exactly. Just just take out all those factors that can easily be dealt with. Yeah, I mean it's not. Yeah, there will always be human error, but don't give excuses. Hmm. You've got to have an ex-player in there. You've got to have an ex-ref, an ex-official, current official in there. As so, you've got to have at least two. But I would have a theatre, so you know when there's a when they're they, they're undecided, they can do a quick vote on it. You know, two to one. Do we think we need to recommend he goes and looks at it? And decide one way or the other, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you end up with a tie if you only have two people arguing about it, don't you? So I don't know who the third would be, but yeah, you can figure that out, can't you? Well, if if the Premier League is listening, then I am happy to be the third guy if you pay me enough. Which is three I'll just be there to vote. Not that expensive. 
Yeah, I'm not that expensive. Food and board he'll do it for. It's all you want, innit, Deeps? Food and board. And the chance to wield a bit of power. Yeah, and a very good Wi-Fi connection. That'll do me. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I, right, we, anyway, I don't think there's much more we can say on this one, is there? Move on to anything. I just there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. There's only one other thing I've seen. I don't know if you've got anything else, so we can you can talk about it afterwards. Like, but uh, did you see about the Bradford City trying to buy um, the cryptocurrency investors? Wag me United tried to buy Bradford City, and they wanted to use non fungible tokens as a model of ownership. Basically, what they were saying is. They want to sell these ridiculous to- N- NFTs, which are just, just... I don't understand why people want them anyway. People are paying millions for something that doesn't actually exist. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But people are paying... You know, basically, they wanted to sell them to funds, uh, you know, buying players so they could buy their way out of the league. You know, buy their way up the leagues. I was like... Yeah, and the Bradford chair is like, not a chance. I'm not, I didn't want to sell the club anyway. But like I just think it's a bit, you know, I don't understand, you know, I don't think it's the right way to go. But what, I mean, well, I, I don't mean. Do you get it? Do you get this NFT stuff? Not really. So what you were saying is this: for simplification sake, they they are gonna buy the club with uh, things like Bitcoin, and they're gonna. Pay for player transfer and everything with things like Bitcoin and everything. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not quite that. What it is is these NFTs. They're basically things you. They're tokens you buy that give you ownership of online. Sometimes it's offline as well, but usually it's online stuff like artwork, like pictures on the net that become yours. But they're online. That's even less. They're not real things uh, that you can hold in your hand or hold, or hang on your wall, for instance. They're pictures online, you know what I mean? Or they're artwork online or or things. It's, it's a bit like, you know, when you say in games like Fortnite, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of these, what the big games are. Fortnite's one where they sell the different outfits for your player and people pay money to have a different outfit for the player, you know, for their character. So they make themselves look different. Yeah. Those kind of things are basically what you know what NFT, are NFTs in in essence as well. So it's things like that, they were just basically going to sell them to raise the funds to then buy players. That's what they were looking to do. Yeah. Oh, uh, that doesn't doesn't sound a solid enough business model for a football club. Well, it's, it's, you know, I mean, how, who knows whether it's actually going to be a long-term success, these NFTs. People might start turning against them and want solid real objects again. A bit like, you know, where CDs were a thing for a while, but now everyone's going back to vinyl. So, you know, it, it's like people prefer that now. So, how, how you know, CDs. Now, has anybody seen a CD for years? I haven't. Have you? Yeah, no one wants. No, nothing new. Yeah, it's you just don't see them. You don't see new ones because they don't sell. You know, just people don't buy them. They don't they make just download them. Yeah, they just download it on the internet. So, 
and that's in essence what you're doing with an NFT. You, you're, you're owning the C, you're owning the CD. You're not owning the actual what's on the CD. You're owning the CDs, yours. That's what you're paying for, basically. So when people realise how stupid it is and how what a joke it is, I can see the bottom falling out of that market in time. It's one of those. I think it's one of those short-term fads that just doesn't isn't going to live forever. It'll t- in some way it will. Some bits of it I'm sure will work out, but oh, you know the actual massive fees that are being paid now they won't it won't it'll die out it'll be just microtransactions because it's just not worth anything at the end of the day you don't actually own anything so anything you want to discuss deeps nothing jumps out as such what's got so what was this pep on about um i see you're nearly back to full strength anyway united so you'll be all right yeah, yeah no. we're almost almost back. What's this about? What's Guardiola Pep on about a player strike for? I think it's more about um, player welfare and everything. So he, because he's saying he thinks there's going to be peace. with with all this fixture con- fixture congestion and uh, the COVID outbreaks among various clubs. Uh, so players might just strike against, have a strike against Premier League, and basically call, give themselves weeks off. Yeah, but why say it? That's what I'm saying. If he doesn't think it's going to happen, and he thinks there's no chance of it. Oh, I think he's just trying to make make that happen by actually saying that. Look, players, this is something that you can do. He's just putting the idea out into the universe. So that some someone might just run with it. I think that is what he's trying to do. Yeah, could be. Yeah, good point. I hadn't thought of that, Deep. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that. Now that makes sense. Yeah, yeah because um, purely players are going to bring that idea up when they have their own sort of convention or meeting or whatever it is. With the PFA. Yeah, because they're all getting together again, aren't they, the players, to complain about the fixture congestion. I mean, it is getting ludicrous, the amount of changes. They're, you know, the way they're running football, the way they're messing it about. I get that these players are fit and healthy and that, but that's no point now. There's no point flogging them to death because of it. Because, again, it's not like it was... Like People will say, yeah, but they managed it in the old days. Yeah, but they weren't having to run as much. They weren't having to cover the same amount of ground as they do now. So... And it's it was a different game, you know. So you didn't, you know, the, the attackers didn't have to press or anything like that. So. Really, one thing you can do to decrease the amount of fixtures is have a one-legged semi-final for this League Cup, or maybe even just scrap the League Cup altogether for the Premier League teams. Well, a lot of countries maybe feel they're under 23s or whatever it is. Well, a lot of countries don't have a League Cup anymore. So, it wouldn't be a surprise if they scrapped it. But I don't understand the point of two-legged games anymore. It doesn't make any sense. But the other thing is, it's the inter- you know the international calendar breaking it up. That's ridiculous. You need to stop that, because that, that makes it really difficult. Because you've got gaps before and after each of the international games where, you know, you could have had, an, you know, if they've been postponed games, you could have fitted them in. If you you know if you just carried on playing, 
But if you just play, let's say you, you play six nowadays, you play nine international fixtures in three breaks, three mm-hmm. international breaks. If you if you play those nine games in one break, then maybe yeah. you you can squeeze one more league game in between that. Yeah, or uh, maybe even two. If you just play it all at the end of the season, the international break, then the ones who aren't playing international football will get a good long break as well. Do, yeah, do or maybe even let's say what, have one have one break uh, before Christmas and what uh, somewhere in let's say before Halloween, somewhere around November time, for yeah. three weeks instead or two weeks, three yeah, weeks break. maybe even a month. Yeah. yeah, a month have international footy and then have another break. Maybe around March time, and that's it. Yeah. That's Instead of having perfect. five breaks a season, just have two breaks a season. Then maybe you will, you can make up two extra weeks. Actually, that can be used for league and cup fixtures. Yeah, exactly. It's just common sense, deep. That's what sort of never happened. It also it also helps with the international sites as well because, like like we see in the tournaments, the teams that actually play. Uh, together play uh, same. Different teams play better in tournaments and in uh, other disqualifiers because when you're playing tournaments, you have a nice long month, uh, almost a month long preparation, a month long t- tournament, and everything. But with this, you're just playing. Ma- Sometimes you just have a player that just plays one game and doesn't get a look in for uh, three years again. That yeah. how are you gonna expect? All teams to play to the full potential, and it's not. It's not. It's not, it makes it really in, uninteresting to watch and uninspiring because the football isn't very good because they're not teams. They're eleven individuals on a pitch. I don't know about uh, the attendances in the four international qualifiers and everything, but surely the TV audience goes down drastically down you would think uh, as compared to league games because. I don't watch it. You don't. You don't watch it. Most of the people I know don't watch the international fixtures, so they're mostly just two weeks, one week or two week off for all football fans. When mm. people only just complain about having those fixtures, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's they really do need to look at it, but like three. Did you see they were saying they reckon it'll be worth 3.3 billion to have? Two. Yeah, having biennial World Cup, but yeah. And also they released a figure saying uh, what 66 or whatever percent of people actually prefer to have the World Cup every two years. <laughs> really? <laughs> to that, I, to that, which, I will just. To that, I will just people say. Did they ask? Was it just? Uh, did they just go through the FIFA, uh, FIFA staff and say, "Do you want to die?" Do you see your state, see your wages? To that, uh, yeah. Like I was gonna say, to that, I will say it was run by uh, an organization that has long history of having corrupt people run it, uh, i.e., FIFA. Yeah, How I, can you trust something that done by FIFA that? was done to enhance its own idea. What the, I mean, this is, but it's, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not unusual because they're always, they always tend to favor, find the result they want. I mean, look at all these years we had, um, they, 
studies done on on nutrition that are now being turned out to be false because they were paid for by the companies that wanted a specific um, outcome like low fat's better for you they you know they forget to mention how much salt was in the food etc but the studies were paid for and performed under the auspices of a company like say Findus that's producing a range of low fat foods so they were finding that obviously the low fat foods are oh, they're much better for you even though they weren't because they had too much salt and sugar in them so they're actually worse for you. It's just the way it is, you know. If you're running a, if you're running a study or, a, or a you know a, a poll, you're going to tend to look for people that are, you know or result that favours what the you know the the end game you want to you want to produce, aren't you? Surely there will be some some level of that. It's just the way it is. It's it's unfortunately that's why you can't trust things. I remember when I was doing a course on uh, sports and nutrition, I spent about six weeks trying to find any studies that weren't paid for by somebody, you know, by you know, that were independent studies on what food to have, and I only found one in the entire time that wasn't uh, that wasn't set to, you know, that wasn't set to. Um, be, be paid, you know, was hadn't been funded by a company like Findus, for example, or one of these others who were selling a range of low-fat foods on the back of it. So there was one I found, and that was a South African one because they didn't, you know, at the time they were under apartheid system, and so they didn't have the big business interest in them. And their study found quite the opposite that a higher fat content was better for um, endurance athletes. Because you need the you know you need the the fat in your system to burn off to keep you from losing muscle mass while you you know while you're doing your exercise, but that wasn't you know that's something that you wouldn't see in any of the other studies because it doesn't it just doesn't suit their thing and that's the same with FIFA you can't trust what they're doing because they want a particular result when they put put together a poll, so they're going to pay for the, them to find that particular result. And if you're performing it, I'm not being funny. If you're being paid by a company to do a, run a poll, you're not going to turn around to them and give them a, the wrong result, are you? Because they're not going to pay nope, you. Nope, you in. It's as simple as that. Yeah, exactly. You're out of a job, mate. You know, we'll find somebody else to do it then. Uh. Yes. Yeah, you can't the just point. trust the... You can't trust the... Exp- uh, whatever experiment and mm. research run by FIFA when no, the result they, they get is going to be either sure. good for them or bad for them, so they're just going to go for one that's going to be good for them, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't trust Infantino because he's uh, set Blatter's protege. How on earth he's ended up in charge? It's just beyond me. How how did he get away with that? He is as but he is he was part of it all. And yet somehow he's got, you know he's managed to work his way in and take charge. But I've got to say, Stephen, Le- Stephen's got it right about um, what he's saying on the uh, chat, the live chat. He said that if you're not a fan of one of, of a team in one of the big leagues, you're probably far more likely to think biannual World Cup is okay. And that tends to be uh, in England for ex- anyway. Um, it's mostly if you look at the you know the fans in the grounds following England, most of them are lower league fans. Because they don't get to travel around Europe with their team, etc. You know, they don't get to see them on TV, so they go. You know, they tend to be more 
following the you know following England like I don't know if it's the same all around the world, but it certainly is in England. It tends to be mostly lower league fans. You always see like Colchester United, uh, whatever you know teams like that in the grounds. I don't know if it's the same. Yeah, in the possibly. Court. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about the football scene here. Really? I hardly know. Yeah. I hardly know the players. Do you have the name have of like the players? A professional league. Yeah, we do. It is professional, fully professional. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't don't know trust that. my information. I think so, but don't trust my information. Out here in the UAE, we might... a, it's a bit of a mess. No, I think I think it it might be more of a semi-professional league if I. Mm. Well, here it's fully professional and they have problems. Because I was talking about it with uh, Abid when he was over. And he was saying about why didn't that Omar Abdul Rahman go leave when he had the chance to go to Europe. And I was saying to him, because he's paid so much here. He wouldn't want to leave. He's paid Premier, they're paying Premier League wages to crap players, basically. Because what happens here is you have to have a specific number of UAE players in your team. You can't have like you know you can't field a team with eleven foreigners. There's only, I think there's there's a limit within the club of how many foreigners you're actually allowed in the team. Like you know how many in the squad. I mean, so what yeah, happens? A bit is, like franchise cricket. Yeah, but what happens is you end up because it's such a small country with such a small population. You've got you know you've got like pub level players, but they're worth a lot of money because they're better than. People who, you know, then most of the people here tend to be. There's a problem with, there's a massive problem with obesity and stuff like that because they don't need to work or anything here. They get given a stipend from the government and a place to live when they when they get married. So why do bother? Why bother? You know, they don't bother with sports. They don't bother working. They, they don't have to. They get, you know, they get enough money to live on well, and I mean really well. So they just don't bother doing anything. Most of them. So you've only got you then reduce so that reduces the pool of people who actually want to take part in sports down massively already. So when you've got one that's half decent, like the Abdul Rahmans who were Yemenis anyway, they weren't even Emiratis in the first place. Is the uh, is the thing, you know? They, they but they they being paid monster wages because they're so much better than the the other players around them, and the clubs aren't real football clubs they're not like uh they're bit more they're more like what newcastle united is now where they're a plaything for someone you know for someone but they you know the shakes here will own it'll be a different shake owns each of the clubs like and they use them and they're, yeah. more, like, they're more like social clubs rather than football clubs if you see what i mean they're they're just a way of getting they, they try and you know the youth teams are run to just try and get kids off the streets and doing exercise that's all they're there for, really. They're not there to actually bring through players, and this is why their their team's been absolutely hammered in the Arab Cup. They've, so they're going to have a big look at what they can do. But basically, they're just making it easier to get citizenship at the moment for anybody who is an Emirati. So that might increase their pool of available players and stuff. Sorry, I don't know why I got on that. I was just... I was just thinking how different it, it's weird considering, um, you know, how different it is to you know how different it is to England, where 
you know, does everyone pretty much plays it as a kid? As he, yeah, yeah, too. Playing football as a kid is quite common, but I don't, I don't think the football scene is that lucrative. So, you nobody actually, not nobody, but broad stroke, nobody actually goes into football trying trying to make career of it because it's not that lucrative and yeah would it be different? Hard. not if, many yeah not many players actually get to go yeah out from the country and into more lucrative leagues so. yeah yeah there's not like it's not like you're going to get many scouts there is there from european clubs or whatever so to the chances of you actually going anywhere are very small, I would think. Do you know, I read, I was reading some because I've been doing research on the 1950 World Cup for an article, and I was reading something about India, how they they called out of the 1950 World Cup. The the story at the time was it was because they couldn't play barefoot, but that's not true. That wasn't why they called out. It was because they wanted to concentrate on the Olympics instead, the Olympics football, because they had a good team in those days, India, and. I wonder how much that's affected the entire area because at that time they were one of the top, you know, they were one of the better teams in the world. Not the top, you know, top tier, but I mean they were in there, you know, they were competitive against the top teams. You know what I mean? I wonder if they What you're they, saying is, if they'd have actually competed in an alternate in, universe, yeah, yeah they, in they, an alternate universe, the 1950 World Cup, football would have been a so much bigger thing in the. Uh, in, in you know in in your area like the certain the Indian subcontinent like because they'd have been competing in World Cups rather than taking part in Olympics which as we know it didn't take it it isn't become a big thing in the Olympic tournament it's because they prioritise Olympics over the World Cup they, you know they've left themselves miles behind and they've never you know it's never recovered in India has it. Let this be known to you, Tris. Football is far and away much more popular in Nepal than cricket is. Really? Or was. Or was. Cricket is becoming more and more popular because you might be surprised to know it, but we are comfortably in the top 20 cricket playing nations in the world. How many nations are there that play cricket? Is it 20? I, I don't think there are much more countries that actually take the game seriously so <laughs> 20 would be about right <laughs> so you're in the, so you're in the top 20 of 20 is what you're saying wow that's impressive mate I mean, maybe so proud <laughs> no but we do although we do have a better cricket team than a football team but Football is far and away much more popular in Nepal. I didn't know that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've met quite a few Nepalese here and Sri Lankans who support uh, kind of various football clubs. Usually Liverpool, to be honest, but that, that might be just because they're, they're the ones that talk. Oh, to that's just you. No, no, no. That's just me. you gravitating towards them and them gravitating towards you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is because it's I've got a Liverpool, you know, I'd have been wearing a Liverpool shirt or something, or they've heard me speaking about Liverpool or something like that. So they've, you know, it's those that have talked to me. But I do know. I was going to say I do notice a lot. I, I, I don't, I don't remember speaking to any Nepalese that, like many Nepalese that out of that didn't prefer cricket to football. In fact, 
There's only, in a way, I mean, you're only talking, I'll probably know what, 60 maybe I've spoken to about, and they tend to prefer, they. T- I'll probably say, what, five of them were into football, and the rest were cricket fans. All of them were cricket fans, in fact. <laughs> so I'm surprised you say that their football's a bigger sport there. I think it's changing because we're getting, most mostly we were getting poor at football and better in cricket, so. Uh, yeah, that does always make a difference. It makes people more comfortable to talk about what you're doing better in as well. Yeah, well you always see, I mean, at the minute England do well, you know, there's a lot more England fans around. It's just natural. It's the way it is, isn't it? Yeah, you you're more likely to talk about things you're happier and proud about than things that make you angry and a little ashamed. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to, talk, you know, unless you're moaning with a fellow fan, you know, fellow fan of the sport. You're not gonna. You don't tend to talk about it with people you don't know, do you? Unless you're proud of it, like. That's why football fans tend to gravitate together at the same club. You always hear them, even when they're a little club, you know, a little club, they've all, you know, you bump into a fan of their team when they've gone on holiday, so they think that there's, there's fans of their team everywhere around the world. But it's not that. It's like you were saying, they just gravitate towards each other. Yeah, somewhere, somehow you just find a similar like-minded person. Well, it's the same. Uh, the, my dad always used to say, when you have, a, when you buy a car, you know, before you buy a car, you never see that car anywhere on the roads. The minute you, you know, you have a new car, the moment you sat in it, you suddenly notice they're everywhere. You know, you pass them everywhere, and you think, you know, they're really common. And you just, it's not that they are become more common. It's because you just never noticed them before. Yeah, you take more out of that. Yeah, and you don't notice the other cars. Suddenly, the other cars you don't notice. You just notice the car you've got. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because I hear it a lot from people like Leeds fans in particular. One, they seem to think that they're a huge club around the world, hugely supportive club around the world, and they might be. I'm not saying, but I I don't see it myself. I don't see, you know, you don't see people wearing lead shirts about very often compared to teams like, say, Man United, for example. And Man City's getting worse as well, it must be said. Sometimes they have, in their fan zone here, sometimes they nearly have as many Man City, they have a Man City fan zone in Abu Dhabi. Sometimes they have nearly as many uh, Man City shirts as they do with the the other teams. Sometimes. It's not even there. Even there they don't have many fans. And most of the people who wear the shirts, I don't know who Man City are, they just wear the shirts. Are we still live? Yeah. Which time, yeah. Which time they will get more popular because... Yeah, they're growing. They will get... Yeah, they're growing and they get shown on TV much more often nowadays than 15 years ago. Mm. Yeah, and they're talked about all the Especially, time. yeah. Yeah. Especially with fans from outside Europe. Yeah, it's, it's New, like Newcastle. Yeah, Saudi whichever team. Don't yeah, get a huge following in Saudi Arabia, not because they're any good, but because they're owned by Saudi Arabia. So a lot of the Sauds will follow them now. 
so they'll gain, it'll increase. Yeah, because they get more coverage, they get talked about more, everything. Yeah. So people will actually take note of it, note of them now more so than they did before. It's like here, you've got, because um, you get being Sports, the sports channels are all come from being Sports, who are obviously owned by Qatar, who, are, you know, it's the same people who own PSG. So PSG are constantly thrown at you. You're bombarded with PSG stuff. Oh, it's just like you can't avoid them. I've got no interest in PSG, but you literally just cannot avoid them. And every time they do it, you know, they talk about them. Even during during the Premier League coverage, and they're still talking about PSG after time because obviously they're paid to do so. The presenters. Talking about PSC, I saw Ramos got mm-hmm. sent off. It's what his again. Appearance, wasn't it? Yeah, hardly hardly got on the pitch because of injury, and then he just goes out and gets himself sent off. He's a knobhead anyway on the pitch. For all accounts, he's a very yeah, nice only... person off the pitch. He's, he's, um, he actually had a house by where my mum and dad used to live in Spain when they were retired. They retired to Spain initially. Left, you know, they gave my mum got homesick, so they went home just before this uh, all this pandemic broke out. So, so <laughs> probably timed that fairly well, like. But yeah, they they lived out in Spain, and it, there is a house he bought for his. I think it was his brother, and that like massive. Huge thing. It was like his brother is his representative. No, he's got more his than one. His brother represents him. Hasn't he got more? Oh, than one? the maybe, maybe. I'm sure he's got like a. He's or possibly. Got like three or four. It was one of the you know somebody I'd, I'd not seen. I don't think it was his representative. Anyway, maybe it wasn't his brother. Maybe it was an uncle or something. He, he by apparently anyway. He's bought all his family places, so he's quite often there. You know what I mean? He quite often popped down like. Yeah, it was in the next village. He's a good player as well. It's just that he gets himself. I think he's all right, but I don't think he's as great as he's made out to be, is what I should say. I've seen him claim to be the best defender in the world at times, and I don't think he's ever been anywhere near that. He's He's more likely to be best player that plays in defense than ever be best defender, but... You get my point, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a good player that plays in defense. He's not it, necessarily a, the greatest centre back ever. Yeah, because he can like some do. Yeah, some do bring his name up when they talk about great defenders. Yeah, and he can't defend very well. That's why he makes so many rash challenges and stuff. Because he's always out of position. Noise me, because oh, we've seen it with Sol Campbell for years in England, where they rave about him because he'd be flying in making these last ditch challenges and. Nobody seemed to notice that if he'd have been in position in the first place, the ball would have never have got to that place. So he wouldn't have had to have made the challenge either. Wasn't it Maldini who said, if I have to make a tackle, I've made a mistake? Yeah, he's, he's a credited to have said this. So. Yeah. Now there's a defender. Brazy was another one. Loved watching him. Probably before your time though, weren't it, Seamus? Uh, I hardly caught the latter years of Maldini. Maldini Christ, retired just like... 85. Yeah, but 
he retired before 2010, so I wasn't that deeply into football before that. Hmm. I was just a casual before that. Casual? You, you need to be careful saying that. You do know that means a football hooligan, <laughs> don't you? That's what casuals are in England. Did you know that? Hooligans? Yeah, the hooligans. That's what they call the casuals. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Every uh, every podcast is a learning day yeah. for me now. Yeah, so be careful Some when you're saying I'm a much. casual. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was. Yeah, you'll, you'll have the, the police will be listening in on this now and saying, oh, he's admitted to being a hooligan. We'll have him. We'll have him. Nah, they won't. In. Obviously, probably not. Because that would involve somebody actually listening to this. And basically, it's just you that listens, I think, isn't it? and Stephen. And Bazza today because he's not on it. Though he'd probably listen back. He off. listens back to it when he's on it. He records it, for, you know, downloads it to re- listen over and over when he's on it. Don't you, Bazza? I know he's listening. I know he's listening. He's he, off now. Come on. That's what he does. Honestly, he he, he he he'll he'll message me afterwards talking about what he said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to, that's what, we need to have him on every time because that way we ensure we get a listener. Because that's about the only way, isn't it? Yeah, I've even offered him to give him a new pair, get him a new pair of exactly. headphones if he flies over to here, flies over to Kathmandu. Oh. Just get over here, hop on a plane, get over here. And get a new pair of headphones. He just makes excuses, Seamus. That's the problem. Anyone else would have been straight over, wouldn't they? He'd have already, he should have been knocking on your door by now, ready to pick him up. But no, not Bazza. Just lazy. That's what it is. Oh, Zach's still here anyway. Isn't that... That's Neggy, isn't it? That's old negative Walter. Zach. I'm sure it is. I hope so, anyway. Because that's who I was thinking it was. But my memory's very bad with names, so I really struggle with names. Everyone I know has a nickname, because so, I can't remember them. Wrapping the last prezies. Question is, will I finish first or you two? I think we're pretty much done, though, aren't we? So, <laughs> we're just really... Oh, we've been, we've been pretty much done for nearly an hour now. Uh, yeah. We've just been <laughs> increasing our runtime now. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything left to do. Because surely nobody... Yeah, surely nobody tune into this podcast to hear me umming and ahhing about the football scene here in Nepal. Well, you might be surprised. You might have a big following in Nepal. Oh, no, not even my friends dare to listen to this. Don't even your family listen. I thought it was just me whose family doesn't bother listening. Oh, they don't listen. Why would they? Because <laughs> miserable bus, you think they'd support us, wouldn't you? Yeah, but they know a lost cause. Come on, Chris. Constructive criticism. But they know a lost cause when they see one. Uh, lost cause. We, this is this is quality entertainment, this is. I mean, that's why we've got all of two people listening. <laughs> uh, I dare to f- think one might just be that idiot red man. No, this three three, I was thinking there's three idiot. people. One's that idiot Dreadman. He's a pain in the ass. Him, God's sake. One's Zach. Somebody positive. needs to ban him from YouTube altogether, I think. 
Uh, should be, should do. I mean, it really, the only use he's got is to tell us if there's an echo on the sound and stuff, and he didn't even notice that today. We had to uh, we had to rely on somebody else to do it. But I think Neggy was the one that noticed. Yeah, it was that noticed it. Positively negative now. Sorry, not negative Walter anymore. Yeah, I, you know we have to rely on them because that dread man's so useless these days. And I don't even know he's why we bother with him. We'll ban him. I think he's just drunk with all the pre-Christmas wines and everything. Well, he does a lot of whining, so it could be. <laughs> anyway, after that fell on deaf ears, that joke was so bad, I think that's just killed the podcast. <laughs> well, I think so anyways, should... Merry Christmas to you, Chris. Merry yeah. Christmas to anyone that is still listening. I'm... And... God, God give give you yeah. God give you sense to quit listening when it's just us two. Yeah, bless him. They they obviously didn't have any sense. I was hoping Rob might come on. That's what I was hanging on for, really, because he said you know if he got he'd pop on before he went to work if he got if we were still going. But I don't think he's gonna make it. <laughs> anyway, see you Chris next week. Stephen just said it. I just hang about so I say I was there when it was just the two of you. Well, two of once you have a million listed, I don't think that's going to ever happen. A million. <laughs> oh God, no. Well, I don't think we'll even reach double figures in in my lifetime. Yeah, we do reach double figures actually. Not. A, I don't not know how. Current do. viewers. Oh, not live, but yeah. Yeah. That's what I was meaning. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we do. We yeah, one of these days we even had uh, those uh, friggin' bots. Yeah. Starting. Yeah, yeah. That, that's when we know we. What have they done this week? We're yeah. not as popular this week. It's very disappointing, isn't it? Where is the bot? I feel like I feel I feel hurt to be honest that they've abandoned us. I mean, yeah, maybe they. Even they've grown some sense now. Yeah, I was going to say, they've listened once, God, sod that, I'm not going back there. Did you hear the shite they were talking about? Can't say you blame them. Anyways, please. Merry Christmas, Deeps. Take care and enjoy your Christmas. I don't know know what it's like there, Christmas. I hope it's better than here. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Oh, not not for us. It's not. Christmas isn't much of a festival here. Yeah, I there are for for Christians it is, but not not in the general. Hmm. Yeah, because here obviously. So, anyways, Merry Christmas to everyone. See you next Thursday. Bye bye. Yeah, bye bye. Take care and Merry Christmas all. See you next Thursday. Maybe, probably. I don't know actually. Maybe not. It's off. <laughs>